Across from me, my co-host and partner is Chumahan Bowen. Nice. American Indian, Southern, nice. Californian, elegant, barbarian. Come on. Come Yay, on. Come on. Come on. Wes, Wes. Come on. Come on. That's right. Uh, uh. That's right, dog. And on sound. Our sound engineer, old blue eyes himself, Sean Lewis. Oh, yeah. Certified. Yeah. Yeah. Audio professional. That's right. Let's do it. That's doing. Let's do it. Engineer. Let's do it. Engineer. Let's do it. For the Hard Luck Show, that's a SOS. Band. Band. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Take your time. Let's do it. And let's not forget our friend, our intern, the special intern, Special K. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome in, Special K. Thank you. Dude, how do you, how, intern, how do you, how is it that you, how do you do it? Do it again. All right, let's try to get you pumped back up, right? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, coming in. Right, with a smile that could fucking launch a thousand ships. You know him as Kevin, but on this show, he's known as Special K. Go. Yay. <laughs> sad. Yeah. There we go. Uh. Chumon. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. What? what? There you go. Yeah. And come on. Freestyle, Special, Special K. K. Oh, Come on, okay. I walk around that way. I do whatever I can. And you do the same. How about this? Maybe this is better for Special K. How about this? Uh, why don't you try this? Here we go. Here he comes, Special K. He's wearing a very sexy outfit. <laughs> Got a little skip in his step. Yeah. My name is Special K. Special K. Yes, I don't know what to say. Um, listen, Chumon, uh, you're gonna. Uh, I'd like Chumon yeah. to introduce our guest today. We have a very special guest in Chumon. Give us the rundown. Well, let me tell you something, man. You know, when you're out there on the uh, podcasting road, when you're on the podcasting journey, right? Yeah, you yeah, see yeah, a, ain't for everybody. And it, it, it be a lonely road sometimes. Listen, let me tell you something. On this road, right? Mm. Um, you know, every you. It's not for everybody, but let me tell you something. There's a lot of people who think it is for, for everybody, everybody, right? Yes. And they usually knock out one, two, three. Maybe they'll even hit like five shows, right? Right. Consider themselves a podcaster. Mm. Gentlemen, I'm about to introduce has at least at minimum, right? 
363 episodes under his motherfucking yeah. double what we got. He's got double what we and got. How long has he been doing? How long you think he's been in? Well, we're going to get to ask okay. him, but let me let me I'm going to pull up White Snake a little here I go again. Right? Because this gentleman, right? He's got his own podcast. <laughs> right? It's about sports and pop culture. I listen <laughs> to it. It's free oh, wow. flowing. It's a funny guy. Right? It's a good podcast. It's a great podcast. Awesome. Right? It's a good one to associate with our show. And quite frankly, I think his show has actually enhanced being associated with us. But I thought, you know what? Let's bring in a fellow traveler. Let's, Let's bring in another guy, right? Who's willing to put himself out there and say something. Let's bring in Brian from the Baller Life Podcast. Yeah. yeah. Brian, oh, welcome to the show, brother. What an introduction. I'm so happy to disappoint you guys. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Hey. Thank God we got a fucking professional because this guy knows mm. how to. You know what I love about this guy? Like I told him, I go, listen, you might be able to do this, not, you might not be able to hear anything. And he goes, listen, I'll play along. Right. Right. He, right. Didn't, he didn't have any of those hesitations like, where do you want me to stand? I don't know what to do. Fucking throw it to him. Kind of like role playing. I'm going to play along. He knows where to, you could throw it to him. Why don't you first, before we get started in your story and all the other shit, why don't you tell us about your podcast and why don't you tell us about yourself? So I have, I just launched a second podcast too. So I do, uh, the, the Baller Lifestyle podcast is my show. It's, it's a sports talk show that literally we never talk about sports almost never talk about sports. Nobody knows less about sports than me. So if it, if you're into that kind of sports talk show, then we, we're the kind of show you want to listen to. It's just, it's just a, like you said, it's a loose, irreverent, ridiculous, stupid show. We also have a correspondent now, the penis connoisseur. If, if my Interesting. Listen, yeah, the penis connoisseur comes on. My listeners will send pictures of their dong to this chick and she comes on and she rates their dongs on our show. So that's kind of awesome. awesome. That's fantastic. Special K, take a picture of your dick right now. Look We're at that. It in. Fucking turning red right now. The intern's the, the penis expert. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to send her. my picture in. Yeah. Hey, get Diablo yeah. to send a picture of his sausage. Yeah. Yeah. She's got a rap song about it. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that, it, that's the kind of show I do. That's 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 the level that's that I'm at. So yeah, I've done it 363 times, but that's the kind of shit we're doing. Right. right. So I mean, to a certain extent, I feel like this guy's gonna fit right in here with his crew. With all that, having said all that, <laughs> we just got done doing a massive Deshaun Watson discussion, and it wasn't necessarily oh, about yeah. sports, but it was about sort of the 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 discussion was really around like on the one hand. Yeah, they could. I mean, 20 bogus claims, that's a little far-fetched. Yeah. But it's not impossible. Flip side is, is that what the fuck is Deshaun Watson doing hooking up with Instagram people and being alone in a room with them? He's, uh, what, what are your you thoughts? Right now. Go I'll ahead. tell you right now what that is. Go ahead. That's fucking head trauma, my man. That's that's a guy that's that's been hit in the head Ooh, a lot take. of times growing up. Go ahead. He's, he played at Clemson. He plays in the NFL. He's probably had, what do you think? Minimum that he's probably like 25 minimum. How many concussions do you think that guy's oh, had man. in his life? Right. A dozen at right. least. There's there's people that have one concussion and it completely changes who they are, completely changes their personality. This guy's probably had dozens. CTI. He, he, he lacks impulse control right that's the thing how right. many times how, how many times have you been on i don't know if you guys drink or whatever i don't know what your story is but how many times <laughs> you say you're younger and you're drinking your little buzz at a party and you're talking to a girl and you like her right. and you're like fuck i want to kiss this girl so bad right now but you know it would send the wrong message so you don't right right 
that be, that's because you can control yourself. This Deshaun Watson, I guarantee you, this is a CTE situation. He's domed himself so many times. He doesn't know that you're not supposed to just start shoving your dick on the on the masseuse just because it feels kind of good in that moment. Right. Um, that's that's an mm. interesting. That's an interesting that's take. Really we also were thinking like, if there are twenty women who have experienced this, and like, we'll yep. say like, look, let's not come down on why or how or what, but let's yep. just say there's this kind of smoke, whatever. In the NFL, then that would mean probably that this is maybe a known thing. It's not a secret to the people that are inside sure. the game, right? Somebody sure. that, like a Harvey Weinstein reputation wasn't just birthed on that day. So the question then we started getting into thinking about wait a second, did the Titans hire him knowing that? And part of their leverage with a guy like that is to say something like, look, we can help, you know, we'll keep protect it. you. Yeah. And then, yeah. but if you don't play ball the way we want, protection's off and now you're on your own again. Does that, so, does that does that factor into anything? Yeah, I would say I would say it's a little far fetched, but we have examples of this in the past. Kellen Winslow Jr. He just got fifteen years for being a fucking rapist. Man, he when he was playing in the league, he could not control himself. Similarly, I guarantee you, this is also a head trauma thing. He would just start fucking jerking it on the plane. Nobody wanted to room with him because he he just was constantly jerking off what? and trying to fuck everybody to the point where they had he had to bring like a it was it's like a pocket post. I don't know what you call it, but oh, it's it right. was like it was <laughs> flashlight, like, a flashlight. Like, but worse, like it was like the, it was like the ass of a chick, but like, right, 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 right. you know, it weighed like 30 pounds. Right. He had, it was known that had to be part of his luggage because right. he he needed to fuck so bad. He had to have this thing with him on road trips really? or they didn't know what kind of shit he'd get into. Then then after his career, he got caught masturbating in cars a bunch of times. But the the thing is, is the team was so aware of it. But they didn't care. They're like, this guy's good. We need him on the field. Somebody get him one of those things to fuck that he right. can bring on the plane. Right. So, so people aren't, you know, so we can calm him down. Right. So it's it's happened before. And and he's a tight end. Deshaun Watson's probably one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. Like, right. you're going to do what it takes to keep him happy, I think. Right. Until he decides he wants to be traded. And then you just pull yeah. the covers off of everything and say, well, you're on your own, fucker. You're it is own. it is it is kind of weird that this just came out because now there's he's got no leverage to be traded. No no team is going to is going to sign a guy that's probably going to be facing criminal charges. Yeah, you know what? It's an interesting topic because I never really thought about the aspect of the head trauma that causes somebody to lose ability yeah. to have impulse control. And then you mix on top of that college and maybe even high school cultures yeah. that oh, yeah. are supportive of not holding these guys accountable oh. because they mean too much you got a recipe for a disaster it's Ed, totally to that point you might actually say it's more amazing that there aren't more shit stories coming out than what we actually hear That's totally fascinating. You, you know um Who's the guy who's with the Steelers? Antonio Brown. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. right. They say, remember, he was playing for the Steelers, and I I want to say it was that crazy guy from Corona that was on the Bengals. Then he went to the Raiders, and he was always cheap shot. Vontez Perfect. Okay. Vontez, Vontez Perfect lit him up one time, blindsided him, cracked him fucking helmet to helmet. There are... are 
tons of stories of people saying he was he became a different person instantly after taking that shot to the head. Wow. He was he was a nice, chill, just one of the guys before that. And then he takes that dome shot and he's fucking sexually harassing doctors. He's he's talking shit to everybody. Right. He's, these people that aren't there it's it's night and day what ha who he was before and after taking that shot to man you take away wow. some guy's ability to control his impulses and then yeah. allow him to go on social media you got a disaster yeah. on well you. i think too bro Absolutely. Like, he did bring up a good point listen i said to chumahan if there's 20 people coming forward on whatever might have happened that means there's probably 40 or 50 at least okay? I'd say I'd say, he, I'd say 10 percent of, of the number of people coming forward are the ones he's actually tried to assault. If you were digging coins up on the beach in the sand yeah. and you found 20 coins digging, yeah. and you find 20. Would you stop at 20 and turn around and walk away? No, of course, of course you wouldn't. Right. Because if there's not. 20, the odds are yeah. there's more. Right. right. Yeah. It's just the natural way life works. Right. So if there's 20 yeah. people coming forward, I like to say. Ah, it's probably in reality is probably around 50 then yeah. you know so uh look at you know what though let, let, let i want before we get too far Wait, off on before we go to there mm -hmm. i just want to ask his uh his take on mm -hmm. um so okay so brown goes nuts right yep. and yep. then somehow he starts roommating with tom brady meets yep. anthony robbins and yeah. he, oh, really? all yeah. of a sudden yeah that's what he that's what it said yeah. And all of a sudden, he, he at least can pretend to be like a normal guy. Do you believe all that or do you think that's bullshit? I think I don't know. I don't I don't follow closely enough. I mean, he's uh, how he joined that team during the season or late in the season. Right. Yeah. Almost so, everybody kind of got on because it was yeah. COVID fucked everything up and everybody yeah. got in late. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows how long, you know, how long he can keep it together because he had a whole bunch of chances before that. I mean, he was on the Patriots. Right. He had shit going on. Right. Right. He was on the Raiders. And then remember the whole yeah, they, we wouldn't show up to pot practice. Yeah. Right. And then he started it's, talking out of turn on fucking yeah. Instagram or whatever. And that's what got him in a lot of trouble. He was, yeah. he was shit talking yeah. there and wasn't really yes. supposed to. And I was just thinking about it. And then all of a sudden. You know, he's Tom Brady's got a shot at the Bucks. How long do you think Tom Brady has been had been looking at the Bucks thinking about, you know what, I need to get the fuck out of here? I don't I think he probably had it narrowed down the like the last couple years, he probably had it narrowed down. Supposedly, I heard a rumor that he wanted to go to the Saints. Right. And Drew Brees was gonna retire, and then he got wind that Tom Brady was gonna come in and he's like, Oh no, no, you're not winning a Super Bowl with my guys. Right. So right. he came back for one more year. But I'm sure I you know, he probably the thing is with the salary cap, like how many you're you're aware of who can who can get you in, you know? And so right. it was probably a short list. Right. And I've heard a lot of commentators say that the Bucks were in a weird way after the fact nobody before all right no yeah. motherfucker before was it was saying that if i was a top-notch quarterback the bucks is where i'd want to end up nobody was really saying that before yeah but after the fact everybody's like 
actually, if you think about it, the Bucks were poised right, to actually right. yeah. do some big things. Well, did it? I think Jameis Winston threw like thirty picks or something the year before, like like just a, an absurd number of interceptions. And so it was. I you know I don't follow that closely, but I imagine if you could get that down to a single digit number, a right. lot of those because they were probably eight and eight or something the year before. Right. A lot of those, a lot of those losses would have been wins if he doesn't throw all those interceptions. All right. In uh, uh, last uh, sort of like football question, since we're all up in here. Wait, you had yeah. something, Steve. What did you gave me? No. You were, okay. No. Um, uh, last football question, because we're like right here. Um, uh, old Blue Eyes, who is that handsome guy down there in the bottom left with the, you know, like. Yeah, uh, all right. yeah he's gorgeous. He's, he's, he's incredibly attractive. Yeah. He has terrible impulse control. Uh, he's I believe con- it. Oh, he goes to these. He male- just starts sucking on <laughs> Chumon's neck out of nowhere. Wow. He goes to these yeah. male massage therapists yep. and he gets some serious tug and rub action down there. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, we're proud of him. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is. Um, He's always telling me though. I've talked to him like eight times, and he's always like, "Imagine Bruce Arians. I mean, that guy. What the fuck was that guy doing? He just came up smelling like roses." What's yeah. your take? Is is Bruce Arians actually a valid coach, or did he win the lottery? Did he? Is he? Did he take the Cardinals to the Super Bowl, or almost to the Super Bowl? Yeah, he, de- he did. He did really well in the yep. first three seasons. Yep. And then the yeah. last two it was just kind of middle of the road, but Is then it, he I, but then yeah. he retired. Right, he everyone everyone in the Buck story kind of retired. Like like yeah. like Bo, uh, Todd Bowles or whatever, Coach Bowles. He was the head coach of Philadelphia, our Jets, yeah. and he retired because he had a bad season. Arians retired, Gronk retired. Like it's, what's yeah. weird about this story is like everybody took and, some time. And it off. is in Florida, yeah, right, where people will go to retire. Right. That's right. The retirement community. And Bruce Arians ret- wrote a book called The Quarterback Whisperer, mm-hmm. where he talked about all the various great quarterbacks that he's worked with, Manning. He knew yeah. Peyton Manning and the whole family. Yeah. So it's not like, he, what, see, look at Sean's face. He's already got to look like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What, Sean? Uh, Come going, on, no, going, what, man. what, why, why are you giving me, why, why? I didn't even have a look. He's, he's got a look. Jesus Christ. You got a look. Anyway, point is, what's your take, uh, Brian, on that? I think it's a, you got to have good players, right? Like Bruce Arians might be a good coach, but there's probably plenty of guys that were, that are good coaches that just never get a shot to, to coach Tom Brady. Even, even Bill Belichick, he was, he was the coach of the fucking Browns. He was, he was basically not going to get another job being a head coach. And then he, he catches on with new England. He's got, who was the first guy he had drew the guy from Washington state, big tall guy. He got, he, he he gets he gets his chest exploded in a game. Tom Brady comes in, and all, and all of a sudden, Bill Belichick's the fucking best coach in the league. When he was just a guy before that, he was right. just a guy without Tom Brady. So uh, yes, he's probably a good coach, but uh, I, I imagine it helps having you know one of the greatest quarterbacks, the greatest quarterback ever of all time, or at least yeah. close to it. Yeah. Um, all right, so switching reels. I actually really want to talk to you a little bit about podcasting since you you're up up to two okay yeah. when did you start podcasting at what point did you start so i was a uh, i was a contributor to a sports talk radio show a guy named travis rogers was hosting a, a nationally syndicated radio show and i was i was working on that show and i would come on the show and i would do a segment every friday brian beckner's friday facts and i knew that that 
they're just, we we're on a small network. I knew shit wasn't going to happen for me. I'm, I'm, I wasn't one of those just like regular, like let's talk sports dudes. I, I was trying to be outrageous and funny. And so I wasn't going <laughs> to, I wasn't going to get a job in sports talk radio. And, but people were asking me like, Hey, you're on two segments a week. Where can we hear more? What can you do more? So I, I partnered with this guy. He's a writer in, uh, the New York area. And he's like, let's do something together. And so I'm like, let's start a podcast. And that's just kind of how it, that's just how it kind of came together. When you started the podcast, um, was it a thing yet? Had Joe Rogan already like owned yeah. the fucking area? All right. So nobody, yeah. cause, cause there was a time when if you started a podcast, nobody even knew what you're talking about. Right. Exactly. I think I started in like 2013. Right. So- there was shows, you know, like Adam Carolla, right. whatever shows were. Ha- Ricky Gervais had a big show. Like there, there were shows. Right. Okay. Yeah. So then you start the podcast, and so what? What are some? What are some insights? What's the one? What's like some things that people don't understand if they really want to do a podcast? Like what are some things that they got to learn? Well, it's just really, really fucking just the most basic common sense shit that people don't do. You got to commit to it. You got to do it when you say you're going to do it. It has to show up on the days that you, that people expect it to show up. And so there's been times. So my, my show comes out Wednesday mornings for the most part. Sometimes yeah. it'll come out Tuesday morning, but consistently it's there Wednesday morning. And I'll get... It's funny, like guys I grew up with, nobody I grew up with really like listens to the show, but I have like a couple buddies that do. And my one friend is like, you know, and he's not very tech savvy. He'll text me and be like, where's the fucking show? What's going on? And I'm like, dude, it's there. I'm like, it's on your fucking phone. And he's like, no, I don't see it, dude. Like what? I'm like, click the fucking podcast thing. You know, it's like, so you, you have to do it every week. It should sound good. You know, it's um the. My guy, the guy I work with is he's in a different location. In, and so when you're doing it over the internet, that can kind of fuck with the sound a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we've but, dealt with that. Yeah, it's so it's it's it should sound good. I think you guys are on the right track because you guys book guests. I don't do that. It's fucking just that's a it's a it's a whole other thing I'd have to do. It's like it's like double the work trying to get people to come on and it's you know you gotta you gotta research them you gotta book them you gotta reach out and you know i'm kind of a one-man show where i'm where i'm putting it all together myself right so i don't i don't really do that but we do have from time to time we'll review movies and we have like a cast of people that are friends of ours that'll come on and guest and like review review a movie with us or we did the cobra kai series and, and shit like that yeah. Hey, Steve, can you talk to that? He's talking about booking guests and trying to do all that's kind of a pain in the fucking ass. Um, can we you were talking, to that? Yeah, because we, we, you know, we have run into our troubles of it. And yep. then we kind of also talked to another gentleman that's been in the game since the beginning of podcast. David. Yeah, David, David, was David in, X. We'll call David him David X. X. Yeah. He's yep. in from the Mr. beginning. X. And... Yeah. Um, He's brought shows to network. He used to bring advertisers in. And this, yep. is, this is 11, 12 years ago. Right, started. right. And he was like, he said something really smart. He's like, well, if you start bringing on guests and you're trying to bring on big guests, then you have to outdo yourself every guest. It's a really it. good point. Always yeah. constantly got it. And so but, but, that, but, opened, that opened our head up. But it is, man. It's, it's tough. Bringing on guests, contacting guests, get you know, uh, getting them getting to be them on a here. schedule. Like how many, yep. Steve? How many guests? Like, listen, on our show, right? 
We have uh, some of the guests are like some of Steve's friends or guys from the past, sure. or yep. sometimes we'll have on lifers who did a lot of time. Da, 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 da. Yep. But Steve, how many of uh, people you've tried to book committed to a date and then oh, yeah. as it approached, yeah. they were oh, like, oh, I yeah, can't. yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens all the time. Oh, I yeah, can't. that's, that's got to be a big problem. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And then left the, based, we're left with nobody at the last minute. Right. right. You, base, you base the show around their appearance and then they don't show up and you got to you got to throw together a show at the last minute. And it's not the show that it would have been had you had the guest. Uh, I think too though, yeah. kind of to to what you say, Brian, and that yeah. is that um, when that guy when when David said that to us, yeah, all of a sudden everything changed. I was like, I don't yeah. need to kill myself for great guests. Then I started looking at another thing that Chumam was putting out to me. He's like, you know, when we do true crime and we don't yeah. have any guests, when we just do our shows, whether it be true crime, some of our best shows has been with no guests. It's just been yeah. us talking. Have been some of our right, most, right? Right. So it's kind of so, like, yeah. I don't think that there's necessarily, okay, we need to do more of our own shows. No, we need to get bigger guests. I think it's kind of like, we just need to keep showing up. Right. 100%. And, and you, you make a good point, Steve. Being in a niche, a niche, a, ha having a niche audience. So that's, that's something that I wish I would have known earlier, early on, because I would have at least tried to focus it in in a small realm you think oh if i go broad a lot of people are gonna tune in right but it's actually the opposite there's probably a fly fishing podcast that gets three million fucking downloads every single week and it's the go-to fly fishing podcast and he's got 50 sponsors and he's doing live shows and all he talks about is fly fishing so you're talking about true crime that that's a big big um, sector of podcasting. There's a lot, there's a lot of housewives at home wanting to listen to murder shows. And if you guys are talking murder and it's, it, the, the subject is pretty interesting, but what's more important is that you guys are all funny and dynamic guys. So you can, you bring something to that niche audience where they're going to, they're going to go, Hey, I want to hear some guys talk about murder. And then they come in and you guys, you guys might not talk about murder the whole time, but you're, but you're interesting and engaging otherwise. And they're going to keep coming back every week. So that, right. that's actually a really good place to be. We, we and and the other aspect, the other added benefit is that a lot of our guests, when we do true crime, they've either been in prison with the guys, like our we have a dude, yeah. a, a beloved guy named Big Lepke, who sold fake weed to uh, the Night Stalker Richard while they were Ramirez. Richard yeah. Ramirez. Yeah. yeah, it's a true story. Oh yeah, and then he was bed. then he was locked up with the fucking Menendez brothers. Right. Then he was with uh, the dudes who did the Wonderland killing. Right. Right. Yeah, one of the guys from Eddie them. Nash and his partner. Yeah. Right. He's like, like this the guy was involved. He, he was personally. So when we do some of these true crime That's shows good. we have me and him who might know people we're exposed yeah. to we're in close quarters so we're telling it from a, <laughs> an insider almost position you yeah know what I mean? it's like and, and lepke is kind of like the forrest gump of crime yeah like he's been in every yeah. historical moment of he was there when fucking abraham lincoln got shot <laughs> yeah. yeah and so wow. or or it's even better because i'm an attorney right yeah so we just got done doing yes robert yeah. durst right Oh, and no. I got to say, before he goes on any further, when you do true crime yeah. with a fucking with a fucking attorney like Kumahan <laughs> yeah. that knows yeah. the laws, it opens this whole thing into a totally because you usually don't have a law professor talking about this. Dude, stuff. you know, what's so great is is like so we'll be sitting there. And so while we're telling the true crime story, right, we'll have 
Oh, we'll have um, you know, Steve who can talk a little bit about like um what what can happen or what does happen behind the scenes in certain situations and give some validity to or take away from some of the shit that's been reported and say like yeah it doesn't really go down like that you mm. you think yeah, it yeah. does but it and then when you get to the courtroom part then then I can sometimes weigh in and be like listen let me tell you what the what the, the attorney's doing right here right what right. this means is this and then also it even gets better because Steve has had to go away a couple times and he's had his run-ins with the law so he knows sure. what the treatment's like right so yeah. when we were doing Durst, I got to tell you, man, your face, when, when I was explaining that Durst admitted to dismembering somebody and yeah. killing them and still was acquitted, yeah. your face was like, <laughs> it was like, what oh, the fuck? fuck? This system is broke. That guy gets off, yeah. but then other people got to you know, go I away. was really upset after that. That was the so greatest. That was like one of the best. Of and then- it, pa- it pays to be rich and white. Can you, ima- can you imagine? Yeah, bro. An indigent brown person going, "Hey, look, I had to kill this guy." And then, and then, you know, it was him or me. I killed him in self defense. And then, but you, you got to understand, I had to hide. I freaked out. I had to hide, hide the that body. Shit. That's exactly what Durst said. I went and got a saw. Yeah, I went and got a saw. I didn't know. I didn't know I wasn't supposed to do that. Get the fuck out of here. Not only that, but like he took the stand. Durst takes the stand. Yeah, right. Amazing. Right. Yeah, he's, he's a sociopath. Right. Yeah. He takes the stand. Well, and his attorneys are like, "Look." And they're counseling them. They're like, of course. No, now look, they're gonna try the 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 DA is gonna try to ask you questions that are gonna be like really upset the jury. Like now, now, Mister Durst. Now, when you say you cut up your friend, yeah. Hey, now, where did you start? Did you start on his knee, or did you start at his elbow when you started cutting up the dead body of your friend? Hmm? And and, exactly. and his, his attorneys are like, okay, because it was a traumatic situation. A lot of times, you might not remember. Right. Yes. I'm not telling you to say that. I'm just telling yes. you what generally happens. You're in shock. Right. 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 Yes. And so then there's there's all again, a blur. Yeah, yeah. Imagine an indigent brown person being on the stand, mm-hmm. right, in Texas, in Texas, yes. right, yes. Well, at the jury, and being like, "Well, you know, um, I, I was, I didn't know what to do. You know, it yes. was, it, I was, it was self-defense, and the gun went off, and it accidentally shot him in the head." Yes. And I didn't know what to do, so I, I drove 10 blocks and, and went to a hardware store, and I, I bought a fucking saw. And that's all I can really remember, because it was a real trauma, let me tell you. <laughs> there was blood everywhere. <laughs> right? Can you imagine? I don't wish this on anybody. Listen, I hope yeah. nobody has to go through what I went through. Right. Yes, right. yes, yes. Exactly. Yeah, yes. fucking hilarious. Yeah, you're getting locked up. Right. And then what we yeah. have is we got old Blue Eyes, who kind of, what? Uh, old Blue Eyes, you represent what? Like, what do you represent? I represent myself. What the fuck <laughs> kind of question is that? I represent white America. Hey, I represent a guy who could dismember somebody and get away with that shit. Handsome white dudes. Right, right. Mm. No, more like introvert um, tech guy, right? Sure. Dude, I was, I was, what were we talking about the other day? I was, dude, I was talking to, to, to uh, Sean and I was laughing about, because we were talking about live action role playing. And Sean yeah. was like, those are like LARPing. a lot of the, yeah, LARPing, right. And by yeah. the way, nothing's better than having yeah. Steve, right, yeah. who's run the streets of Los Angeles and done sure. a bunch of shit, show yeah. him people that are doing live action role play. Yeah. Like his, his eyes like cross, seeing right. grown men dressed man, up like dude. elves and yeah. like hitting Very each other. Very disappointed. <laughs> I was real disappointed in that. Yeah. Like foam bats and shit yeah. like that. Well, who's, who's choosing to spend their afternoon like that? <laughs> you know, like- that's these, what you said, Juman. Hey, like, hey, 
these guys ain't heard of pussy? Right, exactly. No, they you haven't, know? actually. You There's don't six. get elf ears in public because you That's haven't true. heard a pussy. Uh, I think it, if you're that's if you go point. along enough and you haven't yeah. heard a pussy, a point yeah. comes up yeah. on your <laughs> That's a really good point. That's a really good point. You start having no mirrors. Right. All, Next thing you know is you start throwing balls at people and you're yes. like, fireball, fireball, fireball. <laughs> One day you come home and, and there's a collection of katana swords displayed yeah. in the living room and you're like, Oh, I guess I guess I'm just never gonna meet any pussy. Like this right. is what this is who I've become. Yeah. Never gonna so I'll go back yeah. to practicing nunchucks in the mirror. <laughs> right, exactly. <Yeah. laughs> um, and, uh, okay, so that's what you were. And then we have our intern, our trusty intern, um, Special K. Special K. Also, yeah, also known mm -hmm. as Kevin. How old are you, Kevin? 23. 23. So he represents, I think, Gen Z <sighs> now, right? Yeah. What a baby, yeah. Total baby, bro. I know, it's crazy. It's amazing. Like, yeah. I, he, doesn't, he doesn't even fully know how to intern yet. Like, think about that. No, no, Like, no, have no. you ever yeah. interned anywhere, uh, Brian? Have you yeah, ever? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. when you show, like, where did you intern? I interned, um, so I had an internship with this foundation that um, told the story of the, uh, of the Japanese World War II experience. So I worked with, like, all, all the vets. We, you know, there were still, this was a while ago, so there were still quite a few alive. And uh, it was really, really rewarding, amazing experience. Talk right. about talk about talk about people talk about not being white. Right. These fucking guys, these fucking guys were Americans living in America. And some some but some people that had the same heritage as them fucking took out our Navy and they're like, hey, we gotta put you in a camp. Right. Hey, we're gonna need to fucking you guys get on the fucking train. We got right. we gotta watch yeah. you guys. And yeah. you're like, what? I'm American. I'm speaking English just like you. I'm yep. from here. Right. I'm from Gardena. Right. Yes. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. Hold on. So wait. I was an injury. Oh, wait, yes. wait, 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 one second. Special K, what's he talking about? No, no, yeah, they don't know. I don't know. Let's see. Go ahead. What's he talking? What what is Brian referencing in history? Uh World War Two. Okay, get, get on the mic. World War Two. I mean, we know he what said happened? World War, but what aspect yeah. of World War Two is he talking about? Uh like uh, the camps where they would just like put them in there like who's like, them uh japanese people japanese american people all right cool yeah. and where did where were those camps um i think we had some here in california hell yeah, yeah all right yeah. los hey, angeles mark one for the fucking gen z's good yeah. job yeah. special yeah. okay that's all exactly of those what bullshit places like off the 395 where they couldn't yeah. like, run to and you know there's not near any towns where they could escape to yeah i mean can you imagine that we're fighting a country that's putting people on trains and sending them to camps to kill them at the same time when we're putting people on in camps because yeah. we don't trust them well how and, about and they, they bombed pearl harbor and they didn't want to hear anything if you got slanted yeah. eyes Right, you're yep. going to camp. Right, yep. lose all your shit. We don't care how long you own your home, a businessman. You're going to no. Nope. That's exactly right. So wait a yep. second. That's interesting. So so okay. So then, what did you do as an intern there? Like, what were you doing for that foundation? It's PR. So right. I was I was a journalism major. So I did. You know, I wrote stories for like the little. You know, in the South Bay there, there's a lot of or there's a few um, Japanese American newspapers. And so I get placements there and they had like a monument and I, you know, help press conferences and just, you know, like help, help them get their story out. What, what story did you hear from the internment camps at all? Did that, that um, stuck out to you or that you kind of remember? Is there one that you're like, yeah, that was in a, that was amazing. And I met that guy and he told me X. Oh yeah. Well, there's, you know, a lot of these guys, they, they, so they, they they got interned, right? Right. And then the fucking government 
drafted their ass and was like, hey, we're going to put you in a fucking camp. And also we need you to go fight the Germans. So they wouldn't. So no Japanese were drafted and fought in the Pacific theater. They only would let because they thought, you know, they'd collaborate or something. So right. even though they most they didn't speak the same language. So they they would only send them to go um, fight in Europe. And they fucking went like they got drafted, some volunteered. Right. And they they went and they're the most decorated soldiers that as a group that we've ever had as a nation. Because because it's in their nature, you know, like they're they're like, well, this sucks, but it's not going to be forever. And also I'm a fucking American. Right. You know. I got, I got to go fight for my country, even though my country's kind of fucking me over right now. And they, I just remember, cause this was like around September 11th when I was doing this. And I just remember them going, they're going to do the same shit to all these Arab and Muslim right, people, Middle Eastern people country right. that they did to us. And I remember them having like a real solidarity with, with those guys. And uh, you know, it just was like, it was cause I would be pretty bitter if I were them and these guys came back and they were all successful and owned businesses and had good jobs and they weren't bitter. They were fucking proud to be American. And they just, they moved on from it quick, you know, imagine, imagine, imagine having the maturity and the leadership skills to say, it's not right. What my country is doing in a sense, I kind of understand that they're prejudiced. I get it, but it ain't right, but I'm not going to hold that against the concept of America. I'm not yep. going to hold that against the concept of my nation. When you contrast that to what just happened, like, you know, uh, at the last elections, right? Yep. Where people who felt butthurt because things didn't turn out the way they wanted to. How about that? Mm-hmm. And when you say, yeah, check this out. This dude's whole family, all his money got taken. He got put in a t- camp and then told to go fight and defend your country. And you know what? He fucking did it. He sucked yeah. it up and he did it and he's a decorated, brave American and he did it. And then you turn to somebody who's like, hey, the election was stolen. Yeah. Let's overthrow our own government. Yeah. Like, Let's storm the Capitol. Those people idiot. and those people think they're tough. Think about that. And they think they're Americans. And they think yeah. they're not. And they call other people snowflakes. Yeah. Think yeah. about that. Yeah. That drives me fucking insane. I mean, they're, they're I get dr- it, but like, you don't like what's going Those are on. Cowards, bro. Yeah, yeah. Full they're, on. They're they're driving their seventy thousand dollar Chevy truck to the fucking to storm the Capitol to let everybody know that it's never been harder to be a fucking white man. Right. That's, that life ain't fair for the white man. Suddenly. And I, I'm not even. And you know what? I'm gonna say this. And this is this is what really I really feel because I want to move on from that dialogue and advance it to like let's let's just say like how do we get poor people poor whites let's Eh. say right because there's a lot of poor white people that don't it's a poor thing how do we get them into the fold with the rest of us to say hey it ain't about yes we can joke i'm not even against joking all right i'm be honest with you i don't give a Mm -hmm. fuck to be honest with you Right. I was just telling our friend, Mr. Uh, you know who I was telling him, I'm like, a lot of American Indians don't give a shit about the name Redskin. Yeah, there's a vocal minority that get press attention. But we don't as a general rule. In fact, we're proud of it. There's a certain aspect of pride of being a Redskin because you're from this country for real. And you're part of what makes this country unique and blah, 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 blah. So I'm on a sense like want to say, like, I want to bring poor whites into the fold to say like you know you are one of us 
You yeah. are, you actually are. And and some are misguided or tricked, thinking like they're gonna get their payout from rich people if they yeah. hold the line. And it's that payment's never coming, just so you know. That ain't coming. Yeah. It's not yes. part of the deal. Because I don't I don't wanna, you know, build this coalition and have like old blue eyes outside the camp. No, I no. want him in. But yeah. but you're right though, man. You're right though, dude, because I understand the race card. Right. I understand the race yep. card. But if you go into if you go hit the streets and you go into the neighborhoods of where all this is happening, yeah. There's people of different race there and they're yep. being treated the same way. Right. So it's a I really do believe yes, there's a color thing, but it's also on a bigger level an economic thing. Right. If you don't have any money and you're white, you're going to prison just like the black guy and yeah, the Mexican guy. How many that's white true. dudes have we had on the show that did prison time like they that? Were, and they were all lower income. They didn't have money. This they dude we prison. had was like a Buck Owens white dude. And he mm. grew up in a house that had like no floor. It was I like know, a but top it off with you. Go ahead. We've had guests in this fucking show that are white dudes that have money that got into sorts of, all sorts of trouble. That's true. And too. they didn't go to jail. Yep. That's true, too. Yep. That's true, too. I can name you three or four. That's true. So too. It, it's a. I I really like if you have no voice, you have nobody fighting for you, and you have no money. You're fucked. I think that's the bigger thing to look at. Yep. Those are the people that are being flushed away. Yes, the majority of them are black or brown or something like that because yep. they're hiding all the rules. They're hiding all the shit. Nobody's getting the same shit. Right. The whites yep. are getting it. Primarily. Right. And the whites yep. that get kicked off or don't make it, they end up with all of us, and they're the same. And, and yeah. don't get it twisted. If you're in a country, right, that's mm -hmm. in the United States where we have, a, like, a lot of different types of, of colors or religions or whatever people, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're in a country like Germany and you don't have that, you got to figure out who's going to be the scapegoat. And over there, it was the Jewish people yeah. and the gay people mm -hmm. and the whatever that became the scapegoat for the rich people who were basically redistributing wealth. This is what drives me nuts. And they were all getting jacked off by 12-year-old boys up there. A hundred percent. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <That> so, <laughs> so, Sean, what do you got to say for your people? Yeah, come on, Sean. <laughs> Speak up. Speak up. Man, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's all you got to say. Yeah. Hey, that's good enough for me. That's yeah. good enough for me. Yeah, but you know what? That was one of the good ones. Well, I'm going to tell you something. There's a there's a there's a tension in I think um there's go ahead. You got you I heard it. Go. Yeah, like the pro, the fucked up thing is like somehow these people some somehow these white people who are think that they're on the outside of uh, this this nationwide conversation about race or whatever right. yep. uh, are are starting to pick up on this vibe and then and then what we're having is basically like these attacks on on Asians right right because people yep. are starting to come to a another determination that if I'm going to be the villain in this or if I'm going to be on the outside then you're then I'm going to be at odds with you right because right. I'm white or whatever I'm the mm -hmm. villain then because of my race or whatever that I'm going to be, I don't know. So that, that, see, what's interesting about what you're talking about is, is that to a certain extent, you kind of get like a self-fulfilling prophecy. 
right? You're like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to be the bad guy no matter what I do. Right. So I might as well come up and, and do what bad guys do. Right. Now, but the flip yep. side is, is this is what I want to say is, uh, and maybe that's a topic we should talk about because that's pop culture. Uh, that's what Brian's all about, which is the the massage parlor massacres, mm-hmm. right? That was kind of a oh, crazy yeah. thing, right? But before we get there, so I want to say, I think, Steve, what you're saying makes sense. If we go to, if we can switch gears to, to say, an economic situation, right? And I know people are going to be like, oh, it's socialism, communism, like, fuck all that. Mm-hmm. Set it aside for a second. If we can look at the socioeconomic aspect of what people are going through, I think we can get out of the impasse and trap of uh, politically correct discourse and move and and continue to have the same jokes without it meaning what it what what we think it means because we're looking at in terms of oppression actually economics and then it can be because you all of us have friends where you're able to like joke about yourself and them in a racial way and it's not an offensive thing right right and in some ways it's actually bond building right right but it's because you guys are on the same level Right. It takes on a nasty tone when you think it's institutional or it's preventing you from achieving the American dream. It starts to take on like a serious tone at that point. So what I'm saying is, is if we can fix the economic part, it actually will release the tension around jokes. And I think honestly, I think that's kind of the direction it has to go. Yeah. Yeah, I would say like you look at look at the people that do have a pool of like multicultural friends, right? Right. And they're yep. able to tell those jokes. You know what I mean? They're yep. able to bond with those people that are in their circle. They're more likely to stand up when they hear some other shit going on. Like a like, real one. Yeah, yes. like yeah, they'd be like fuck that. Well, yeah, and I, and I've also got I've also got to say too um from my experience of going into areas that are stricken with poverty. I've seen more, whether the community was primarily black and there were a few Mexicans and whites, yeah. or if it was primarily Mexican and a few black, I've seen more of people coming together than I have of like, That's true. okay, there's all these black people that hate white, white, white people because of whatever, and then there's a couple white people and you think they're going to get beat up. No, they're like part of the community. They're brought in. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah. I yeah. see that more. Like the poor people will stick together more, regardless of their color. They all yep. have one thing in common: we ain't got shit. Yep, you know. And I, I really think that. But what I just said, I would love for people to understand on a grander level. If we don't have, the, the, like the people I'm speaking for, don't have shit. If the, the the Chicanos and the blacks and the poor whites and Asians, if they all got together on an economic, like the poor all got together. We'd be so much stronger. Right. We're all they gotta, fighting. They got to go same... to the fucking polls, though. That's the problem. Well, right. They all... Yes. But we're all fighting the same fucking fight. Right. We're all being cheated. They're hiding all the rules. Yes. We don't have a fair chance. We're cut out of things. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we're all after really the same thing. If we were all to get together, we're bigger than them. Way bigger than them. Well, this is what I'm saying, and that's that's true. And listen, the American Indian story. One of the things that people say about it is that if the Indians could have come together in yep. one massive thing, maybe things would have turned out differently. Part of the problem was, though, American Indian structures at that time in terms of social cohesion and organization yep. weren't just we just weren't set up that way, mm-hmm. right? Now, because you're not because you're not all one thing, right? And you're also not trying to take over all sorts of shit so why would right. you think like that 
But yep. on top of, and we're not part of uh, a democracy. Colonizing. And we're not part of a republic as it's being understood and formed on the East Coast by right. the European powers that be at that point, right? right? A republic is what Rome was. Rome was a republic before it yeah. turned into an, uh, uh, an empire or imperial power. So, 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 but, well, I'm, but here's the thing. I really feel like the way to get there uh, will have to be through better education at an earlier age. Yes. Like, and, and when I say that, I, I don't just mean like the normal stuff, but I do mean rhetoric and logic so that people can get more acquainted with what's a, what's, what's a fake argument. Like once you understand some structures of fake arguments, it's, it's a lot easier to recognize them. It gets a lot easier to recognize like a false dilemma. When yep. you don't know what a false dilemma is, right? And someone goes, look, it's either hot or cold. Which way yep. are you going? And you, you yep. try, I got to pick These five. Mexicans are coming for your job. Right. right. These are bad dudes, mm -hmm. right? So then you think like, oh, so what are my choices? But The minute you start to recognize the false dilemma and know what it is, and it probably would only take you like a week to really get it and understand it, you'd be like, oh, wait a minute. You just presented two choices and acted like that's all there is. Mm -hmm. The truth yeah. is, is there's... There's not hot, cold. There's really hot, really cold. There's a loop. Right. And there's yes. warm, all yes. that shit, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, and, and, and so, but, but people aren't acquainted. You don't get to get to that level of understanding things until you've already bought into the system and gotten yep. yourself into, especially as a lawyer, right? I'm already taking You were on. talking about critical thinking and stuff like that, right? You're right. But I, I'm definitely yeah. talking about logic. And I was telling people, I was like, you know what? Fuck all these, like, you know, uh, special interest groups that are concerned about how we're going to portray slavery in a book. Like, you want it to sound like, yeah. you know, yeah. that, that white people were taking care of pets. And then the other, yeah. other yeah. people want to make it sound like this is the worst thing that ever happened in humankind in history. You know what? Let's set that fight aside because you guys aren't ever going to see eye to eye on that. But what if you taught youngsters, right, logic, false uh, 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 fallacies, which means arguments yep. that can never be true, mm -hmm. just yep. by form. You just told that to them. And then when they turned sixth, seventh, eighth grade, started letting them read history on their own and let them make their own decisions. decisions. I think that's yep. great, bro. Right? Yep. Well, one yep. of the dilemmas you're saying, like a fake argument, is that uh, oh, because of the color of their skin, they're different than us. Like right, that type of shit, right? Right, yeah, right. right. Yeah, that would be one of them. And the other thing that gets real dangerous, and this is something that I think people of color gotta own, which is there are some people who feel like, well, you know what? In the race hierarchy, we're not at the bottom. Yeah, we're like kind of like middle, mm -hmm. and it's not too bad where it is, mm -hmm. right? And right. sometimes, and it ain't right. I'm gonna say this: it's not right. But there are some people who say, like, Asians were the model minority, right? You would yeah. hear that. Right. And you would hear that it's because they don't complain they're and they're complacent. going to school and they're taking all the shit, right? Yeah. But it's a dangerous game to play because no matter how much you think you're in, mm -hmm. you're doing what you're supposed to. Like, no matter how much you think, you, as soon as the president, the ex-president turns on China and starts yep. saying China flew and all that other shit, next thing you know... Asian hate crimes go up. And everything that you thought like they respected you about, all of a sudden, it don't matter. That can get swept yep. aside. And that goes for a lot of different people from different ethnic backgrounds. I'm sure there are some Jewish folks that mm -hmm. like at the time they were allowed to do this and that and they were successful. 
mm-hmm. right? Until the time came when the Germans were like, you know what? We're going to pull your card now. Mm-hmm. Yep. We let you get this far, and now it's time to take all that shit back. And people yep. always think, like, we're safe. Like, we're never, they can't do that. And that's why you have to be solid. You got to have that solidarity even when you think you've gotten outside the bubble. Because the tables can turn on you. If you're not on the inside, the tables can turn on you any second. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's important to maintain that. And also, all these fake differences is what allows um, a group, one inside group, to control an entire democracy where you have freedom of speech. Anybody, we're sitting here telling this story right now. We're saying all we're saying some outlandish shit right now that if we were in another regime, they might crack down on us. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if we were in North Korea and we're like, yeah, fuck yeah. Jong Il, Kim Jong Jong. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Like put his sister in charge. Who needs to see that fat They button? come get us at nighttime. And we disappear. Right. That would be the end mm-hmm. of that. Right. But so you got to ask yourself, how do you control a population when they got freedom of speech and all this other Create all these fake uh boundaries and divisions and all and and fake promises of rewards if you hold the line and all this shit and you cause a lot of infighting and then like you said steve we all can't come together because we are bigger but they've you know divided and conquered yeah it's that's the false dilemma you're talking about you paint you paint a picture of a society where another person's success detracts from your ability to achieve the things you want to achieve that that there's there's a there's a only so much money that can be had and if somebody has a lot of it that means i don't get a chance to get that and that's bullshit but that's what they want you to think because there's one there's one group that keeps all the money they keep you fighting about everything and and they they keep it all and that's what they want where do you think we're going brian in terms of this country because i feel like i mean we've talked about a million times we're we're at a pivot point in a weird way jobs are never going to be like they were I know uh, money's changing even. Yeah. So what, how do you see the next like 50 years if you're to be real about it? I don't I mean, I think we it's not going to happen, but I, I think we need to reassess what our priorities are as a, as a nation. When I when I walk down the street and I see human beings living on the sidewalk, I don't think that that guy's that guy made bad choices in his life. I see a public health emergency mm-hmm. that we could we could all put our heads together and solve very quickly, but we choose not to. We're okay with human beings living on our streets. Meanwhile, we we export we we give money to all these countries all over the world, yeah. and it's just no big fucking deal. Well, how about we take care of the homeland? Like we're we're so into we're so into what we do. How about instead of it, building all these, you know, exporting democracy all over the world, we take care of our own fucking people. We all agree that the military doesn't need 700 billion dollars and it goes up every fucking year. You know, you know who needs help? My fucking brother that, that I drive by every day that's fucking sleeping on a bench by City Hall over here. He needs our help. That's who we got to look out for. Right. And you know I what? Agree. I guarantee you, you can help that guy and still increase the defense budget. Of course. What do you think about that? What do you think right. about that? Of course. Right? Yes. Like, the, yes. I guarantee you. Yes. I guarantee you we could do that. Um, well, uh, let me ask you this. Um, uh, do you feel, where do you feel, how do you think, jo- how are we going to deal with jobs, making money, and consumerism going forward? How's this really going to shake out? It seems a little crazy to me that... <laughs> Yeah. What, what do you think? I mean, there's nothing. I don't know. 
<laughs> it's terrifying. Like it's 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 really scary. I wanna I wanna be in a place where I can do something remotely, like what we're doing right now. Yeah. And I can make I can make enough money that I can go live somewhere in the third world that's nice and where your money goes further and you're not you know, it's I could live in South America or I could live in Indonesia or I could just fucking go just leave this. Like I don't I'm I'm not so fucking tied to this Southern California where I grew up. It's so fucking expensive and you don't get anything for your tax dollars and I'm I'm kind of over it. So I'm I'm like ready to bounce. All right. Let me ask you this. Uh what is in pop culture right now that's on your radar what are what what are some things that you're really thinking about or talking about or think whatever i, I don't know i don't um i'm doing this new show with <laughs> this um with this comedy writer her name's molly mcalear and we're we do trending topics every week it's called trend lightly yeah and it's like i'm so dumb and i'm like so out of the loop that she's got it she's like educating me on who all these youtubers are and like who like this just like empty fucking vessel of a world that the internet is that yeah. they're like oh this guy here's this guy and he's giving his friend a fucking lamborghini for his birthday and he makes a hundred million dollars a year making <laughs> fucking videos that are not entertaining at all so <laughs> that's like n really nothing is on my radar because i'm i'm just realizing that i'm so out like all i want to do is i like, talk about iggy pop <laughs> like right. I, like I, like i just have my things that i like like the dodgers i just have my things that i care about and the rest of the world is, is just happening and I, I can't keep up special k who's iggy pop well, he's an artist. Um, I only listened to a couple songs. Uh, I know he recently did a song. I have it on my Spotify, but I can't really say exactly what, what, what his work is. I'm going to mark that no. Right. Yeah. Did, did, yeah. Did, does that yeah. sound Sorry, like nails buddy. on a chalkboard to yeah, you? Yeah, that's a tough one. Right. Who's he, t Tell Special K who Iggy Pop is. So Iggy Pop essentially invented punk rock. He, he's, he is, his name's um, James... Um, I can't remember his last name. Um, he, uh, he's from Michigan, right? And yeah. he started, he started this band called the Stooges that you might've heard of. And they kind of made this music that at the time, you know, it was all peace and love. It was the late sixties. So everybody was fucking like all happy and flowers and taking acid and shit. And, and, and Iggy pops like, actually, we're going to fucking do speed and spit in your face. And, <laughs> And now that now that exists and seems normal, but in 1968 it didn't exist at all. Right, and it's because of Biggie Pop. Think about that. Think about a world where there wasn't speed and spitting in someone's face. Special K, can you even think of that? No, <laughs> don't crazy. answer. Don't answer. Don't answer. Crazy. God damn it, make me crazy. Um, what else? Um, let me ask you a question. Uh, the owner of Louis uh, 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 Madame Tassad's uh, Waxworks in San Antonio had to remove the statue of President Trump for oh. repair because visitors kept punching it. Uh, yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> um, it's it's a good thing. Like speaking truth to power in any in any capacity is a good thing. I did see this week. Here's a pop culture internet trending thing. Go ahead. I did see this week that there was like a whole like bot, um, like a bot farm dump of tweets saying how what good shape donald trump was in did you see that where it's like it was like 
it was just like hundreds of people were like, cause he, he posted a picture of himself playing golf and right. they were like, yeah, and he's a, Look, he's a fat fuck. Like whatever he's you think huge, of him, three hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, the guy, the guy looks like he's wearing like big giant duck diapers. My, uh, I was, uh, my son. I have a son. He's almost sixteen, and he like keeps me up on what's like all the QAnon stuff. And yeah. I'm like, hey, so well, like, I go, I go. I heard that um, Trump was going to be reinaugurated. I go, I know QAnon is saying that Trump's still in control of the military, and he's like, yeah. And I go, but wasn't he supposed to be reinaugurated on March 10th? And he's like, yeah, he was. And I go, well, now it's March 19th. What happened? And he goes, well, one of the theories is, and I and I feel stupid saying this. Go ahead, please. Say I'm just I'm conveying please. this to you. This yes. is this is just what you I'm don't believe told. this. Of course not. Right, okay. One of the theories is. <laughs> that they switched fucking faces they took they took much like the much like the early 2000s john travolta nick right. cage face movie, off face off directed yep. by john woo they changed their faces and it's actually trump is posing as biden and i go well biden's a fucking skinny rail thin old man trump's a big fat fuck did they trade bodies as well <laughs> Right. Like, how do how do they rationalize that one? So, yeah, punch his fucking statue. Who cares? I don't know why there was there was a big explosion of tweets about how he's, <laughs> he's never been in better shape this week. But if you look on Twitter, it's there and it's so fucking weird. Um, Steve. Right. I mean, let's not let's not uh, let's not fuck around. Let's be real. Um, is there. Um, have you been watching Biden run up the stairs? Have you seen him fall down? No, you told me about him falling. Right. Down. But I definitely know from the way he walks, he always looks like he somebody should hand him a uh, walker. Right. Somebody needs oh, yeah. shovel. He's yeah. almost about to go down every time I see him. Right. He's, he's old as fuck. He's also How old he, is he? I think he's like 78. Yeah, he's yeah. way up there. He was yeah. old when Obama was president. He was old he, when Obama was president. And yeah, he he's was. a stutterer. Yeah, people don't realize that he's a, so and 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 I was watching a video. Now look, he's I'm a glad stutter she, stepper too. Uh, yeah. Exactly, yeah. and I'm glad he's a half look, stepper. Look, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> uh, all right, so he's running up the stairs, Air Force One stairs, which are super steep. Yeah, pretty steep. The highest yep. stairs get up, and they're fucking carpeted. Yeah. And he's got yeah. on those fancy fucking floor Penny shine loafers. shoes. Right, yeah. he's got yep. floor shimes on. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it is. you know he got. You know he got those high end leather sole. You know, yeah. right. He doesn't fuck with the rubber sole that you go get when you got a job interview. He's got the leather <laughs> sole that you got when you're rich. I'd say get him some of those old people fucking puffy Costco shoes. Like yes. everyone some knows sketchers. he's old. Yeah. With you got to be rich to be president. Yeah, you do. Right. So what, you have to hey, what be rich we, to be the president. What if we got him some new balance? That's what like I'm old, saying. Old guys, get him some white ass new balance. Nice, Keep right. them nice and white. Or right. get him like the hurricane. Have you seen the no, fucking ads for that. the hurricane? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking things bad fucking you ass. You can I mean, get him was, some black. You get him some black Reeboks that he could wear with the shoes. Right. With the suits yeah. and shit. Right. right. The black tennis yeah. shoe with the suits. Or, or. Old guys do that all the time. These or days. don't yep. tell him to run up the stairs. That's somebody the somebody told him like, look, we, you, you're you half dead. Pep it up. Right. Here, listen, yeah. I'm going to give you a shot of yeah. this shit. Don't ask what vital. it is. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you got to look like you got your hearts pumping. And we're gonna go ahead and run up those stairs. And he ran up. He like fell three times. And it did not. There was nothing. 
Yeah. <laughs> Nothing yeah. dignified about it. But whatever. Who gives yeah. a shit, right? It, remi- it, it reminded me one time I was going to junior college and I was and it was like in the morning and <laughs> there's like, you know, it's like first thing. And there's tons of people and everybody's trying to get to class. And I went to step on a step. And you know that feeling where you fucking miss the step? <laughs> oh. And I ate shit so hard. Like I put out my hands and I just couldn't catch myself. And I'm like down on my side, like onto my shoulder, on the fucking stairs. And you know the first thing you're like, did anybody see that? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're like, look around and everyone's like everyone saw it so much that they're not looking at you right, right. like everyone's looking yeah, away on purpose and you're like, oh, no. like they're right. embarrassed like they for you yes. yeah yeah that's listen, what it felt like that reminds me i had a date listen i had a date asian chick uh when i was undergrad bay area tried to really close the deal on the first uh outing out took her oh, nice. to san aggressive Fran- yes yeah. i yeah. and listen I understood this chick better. I was like, this right. guy, I got to do culture. I got to bust a culture move on this chick. Yeah. So I took her to Phantom of the Opera, San Ooh. Francisco. What? I was an undergrad, so I had to buy the nosebleed seats. But we were in a theater. <laughs> I watched cultured. him fall out of the <laughs> So cultured. <laughs> I, we go to Phantom of the Opera. Exactly. We, we have the top seat. Listen, we have the top seat. And she's, I mean, she is fine, bro. Right? And I'm wearing like the only suit I got. Right at that age, right? There was one night award of graduation, Puffy. right? Got the fucking uh, yeah, shoulder pads, shoulder pads, are fucking uh-huh. not tailored at all, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah. And she's wearing a dress. Was this Bill Graham yeah. Civic? Oh, they showed Ford slide all the ways down like six steps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right. But Ford mm-hmm. didn't get reelected. Uh-uh. Before it got out of it. But listen, yeah. so, so yeah, so, and she was wearing a dress and she had high heels and she was like the same level as me. We both thought we were uptown because uh-huh. we were in San Francisco. Yeah. Phantom of the Opera, right? Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there, and it's like Phantom of the Opera singing guy with a fucking mask. I'm f- sitting there holding her hand. I mean, fucking no Deshaun Watson bullshit. It's all green yeah. light on both sides. It's looking good, yep. right? No problem. No it. friction. She's feeling it, yeah. Intermission, right? I saved up money so I could buy drinks in the intermission. I got it all laid out. We're at the top, steps, okay? <laughs> and we're walking down, and she's not used to high heels, she slips at the top of the stairs, falls forward face first in front of everybody else, including me. Right. And she, when, she, wow. when she's falling, she got she, she's able to maintain like a dog position, right, on her hands and knees. Wow. But uh-huh. she's going down the steps like that. All the way to the bottom, and then she rolls and hits the little banister before you would like go over the thing. Oh, and all the so old, she almost died. She almost died. She's yeah. all and she yelled, Whoa! <laughs> And when she got down, she hit it, and then she got up, and she stood up, and her heel was broken. Oh, right? Wow. Listen, wow. Listen, listen. Her heel was yeah. broken. She was down there. Everybody saw it, including me, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I got to close this deal. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. So I popped down there, and I go- Pop. Oh, yeah. I popped. Skip down. Yeah. You, know, you <laughs> pop down. You're like popcorn. <laughs> next thing you know, you're next to her, right? Listen, I was light foot. Right. All of a sudden, I was light foot. I would pop down there, right? Without even missing a beat, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're I, going down like four stairs at a time, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I didn't trip. No Biden fall. Nothing, right? Mm-hmm. I get down there, and I go- like concerned look, but not too ostentatious to make it look yeah, like it. Right. right? Are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm okay. And I said, hey, get up. I go, listen. I, I took her arm, put it under my arm, and her heel was up. I took her heel, 
And I, because I watched Romancing of the Stone, I broke yeah. the heel off the uh, off her. Shut other the heel. fuck up! True story. Mm-hmm. Gave Shut it to her. She up. walked out. Closed the deal. Closed the deal. Like a champ. Gangster. My king. Like a champ. Gangster. One of the few times that ever happened, actually. Mm. I nice. thought you were going to say you were able to fucking shove the heel back on and slap it and no. stay. No, I was. broke no. off the other one. Right. I'm not. I know, because I saw a movie. Because I saw right. fucking Michael Douglas or whatever it was mm. do that shit in fucking yeah. Romancing the Stone. Right. I know right. that scene. Right. Now they're practical. Right. Now exactly. Those were Italian. <laughs> now they're practical. Right. Boy, yeah, the whole dialogue down. Um. All right. Do you guys have any more questions for this guy? Who? Anything? Any advice you can give us? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got some questions. Go ahead. Hit it. Okay. Brian. Um. I gotta take a piss. Um. Are you, for one, are you on Instagram? Yeah. yeah. Instagram. Brian Beckner. Okay. Brian now. With an I. Okay. And let me ask you. Like, you have three hundred and something. Um. Shows so far. Can, are you able to talk to me a little bit about what is your your you don't have to give me numbers but what is your following look like what do your downloads look like and are you able to give us any idea or I'll just say this mm-hmm. they're pretty steady okay um not no real jumps up and no real loss of audience I know. A few years ago, they like reconfigured how they count mm-hmm. downloads, mm-hmm. and I took a big hit at that point. Mm. And but I know, like, I don't even know how they know who's listening or, or how many people are listening. I will say this: when the show goes up, I get people people hitting me up with with stuff that they hear people on Twitter, people on Instagram, people reach out. I get emails. Mm -hmm. So I know, I know there's people listening, um, but it's not, you know, it's not, it's not taking the exponential growth that I kind of hoped it would, but Mm -hmm. it's still fun to do. Gotcha. I'm still enjoying it, you know? Gotcha. All right. We are too, man. Yeah, we are too, man. We, we show up every Saturday and we're still, I think that if we began to not have fun with it, that's a big sign of maybe, you know, somebody might not want to do this. A lot of these things are conversations that we would have if there weren't mics in front of us. Exactly. Of course. I think we've always kind of said it like, let's just talk. Let's just have a conversation. Right. You know? know, We're going to record it. You know, and, yeah. and, and that's the, that's one of the things. I listen to some other podcasts, and, I, and some of them, I'm like, how does this have so many numbers? Like, I can't, the person's not that interesting. Yeah. What is that? I, I don't know. Like, I listen to it, and I'm and like. And they've got like a million fucking views on fucking Instagram. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, this is fucking boring. Yep. I would. I don't give a shit about this. Most are. To me. Right. Yep. Even some of the true crime ones, I'm like. I, you know, I know that the material's good, but I can tell some of them are reading off of Wikipedia because I read yeah. the same Wikipedia article. Oh, yeah. I read it in preparation for another thing, but I'm going to then just do it off memory or do my thing, right? And if right. I read yeah. Wikipedia, just because we're in the middle of a discussion and nobody knows the answer to this question, I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. But I can tell that these ladies, they're not saying it, and they're reading off of Wikipedia. I think they got in trouble for that, but also you just say you're reading Wikipedia. Right. Like if right. that's your thing, you're like, hey, I'm just I'm just giving you the Wikipedia right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And but yeah. but there's no color commentary as to what it means to them really. Right. Yeah. Right. 
Like they don't have any personal experience with it either. Right. Or they can't like relate it to something that's yeah. similar and no. talk about like, you know, whatever. Right. You yeah. can't they they themselves cannot cross reference anything they're talking about. Right. Right. You know, it, so you guys do true crime and that that made me think of so like the Night Stalker documentaries right. real big right now. Right. And I know I I know I've actually Many years ago, I was talking about on the radio and I just called up the Richard Ramirez Wikipedia and I read the whole thing. I haven't been able to watch the documentary because that shit was happening when I was in fucking elementary school. Like that shit was so fucking real. If you were growing up in Southern California and that was going on, that shit was on the fucking news every single night. It seemed like he, I I think he killed like 14 or 15 people, but it, but when that was going on, it seemed like every night it was happening. And it was, I, I just remember like taking a shower at night one night and I looked over and the window to my bathroom was open. And I was like, like the window in the shower. And I was like, what the fuck? What if I left this open all night? Because he was, the whole thing was he would come, he never broke in, you know, right. just walk through an open sliding glass door or, or window or something. 100%. I just like that. That's kind of what you're talking about, Steve, is like, it's, you have to like personalize. You can't just like, here's a thing that happened. But when it, when you were around it, when you, yeah. when you have that feeling of what it was like, like that's way more interesting, I think. Right. Yeah. All right. So, um, um, that's the reason why, like, and so in someone, like when we do the shows, right? Like, yeah. A lot of times they'll be reading. The Richard Ramirez was one of the few guys where I did uh, read some, like read the book, and there was a point at which, and we, I even talked about it during the show where I go, you know what? Sometimes you can talk about all the killings, and it's interesting to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Richard Ramirez is one of the ones where it starts to bum you out at a certain point. Like you're like, oh man, that's just too yeah, hard. Yeah, you were like at two thirds into it, you're like, I don't even want to read any more of these. Right when he started like cutting the eyes out of people yeah. and keeping them in his pocket and all that other kind of shit, I'm like, eh, yeah, that's just too it's much. A lot. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. I'm like, like God damn. That's like, it's you know bringing what? me down. I haven't seen the documentary, but you know, he was a fucking head trauma guy too. I think most serial cu- killers he was. are. Yeah. He had two major head traumas. Yeah. He had uh, some, uh, like a shelf fall on his head. Yeah. And then he also fell from something or whatever, fell off and hit him on the head. On top of that, what a lot of people don't know that you can get from the books. I can't remember the book off the top of my head, but mm. his, so he had head trauma and then like his uncle or cousin went to yep. Vietnam yep. and came back with a bunch of Polaroids of weird, violent shit that he was doing with Vietnamese chicks over yep. there in Vietnam. And, and then, then he would take him raping and he witnessed that guy killing yeah. his wife. Yep. And yep. made him keep quiet about it. And Back so, in Texas. That's yeah. right. And so when yeah. you bring all that out, it's not to say like necessarily it's okay for Richmond to kill, but you can understand you how that, that guy got weirdly mm-hmm. Sure. So um, now going back to our resident Gen Z, uh, what's the scariest, like you just heard, you know, uh, a, a grown man with facial hair, you'll have that someday. When, when you just heard him <laughs> say um, what kind of frightened him or whatever, what was the scariest thing for you growing up, like in terms of either crime or a movie? What really scared the shit out of you? In terms of crime? Um... I'm not so sure. I think for most, for for my generation at least, or for no, me, no, no, you. I don't ask okay, about me, your goddamn for, for me, generation. For me, you. it's like a lot of the, like the the people that have done like the school shootings. Oh that's yeah, that's good. That's a that's good. A really yeah, good that's one. Yeah, a great yeah one. think about that, you guys. Yeah, because uh, I didn't grow up I didn't in either. an era yeah. of school shootings. I didn't either. But there's plenty yeah. of kids that did, and the school yep. shootings 
just the way that Brian just said, at that time, I was yes. 13 years old. It seemed like Richard Ramirez was killing somebody right. every night. Right. Yeah. Every night. The right. You yep. think about it. If you're a kid in school during all this shooting, Gen Z. it would seem like a, there's a school shooting every single day on the news. My, totally. My school uh, one time got on lockdown because some girl's parent like came in and they had to fucking like, like just push him or to like you know wrestle him down. He didn't have a gun, but he said he had a gun. Wait, so we went on lockdown. What? So where right. were you? I was I was fucking doing PE, but like I you were I, doing PE. Yeah, yeah. Okay, slow down. You were doing PE. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Were you like in gym shorts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you have underwear? This is getting hot. This no. is getting hot. No, but know. seriously. So you're in PE, and then what happens when there's a lockdown and you're in PE? Well, because my high my high school was uh like you know closed, it wasn't open. Um, well, we we were just kind of like went to the farthest point of like of the field, and we didn't even know we didn't even know what's going on until we went back, and everyone's like, "Yo, like, where were you during the lockdown? I'm like, what are you talking about?" Like, yeah, like, we went on lockdown because someone was, like, a school sh- school shooter was here. Hey, have you ever actually been in class and something happened that you thought, oh, shit, it's going down it's right now? It's a school, yeah. It's a school shooting. Uh, I think after that, there was a couple incidents, but more, like, just, like, fights between, um, like, kids mm-hmm. that it kind of sounded like they were, sh- like, shootings. And so, like, we went on lockdown, like, maybe once or twice. No, but have you ever been in a classroom? Mm-hmm. Okay. And something you see a kid like reach under his desk. Oh no! Or did somebody act weird, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" No, not really. All right, what's the scariest movie you ever had to deal with? <laughs> All right, we got that. I was just trying to figure out if if he ever actually was like <laughs> hiding or like whatever. No, uh, scariest movie. I mean, I like scary movies, but no, no. Was, what, is, was there one that actually terrified you? Like Chucky? Did that freak you out? Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Which Nightmare on Elm Street did you watch? Uh, I don't remember. I think it was like the second one. That's an old movie for you to watch. My dad had the at the VHS of it, so I watched it. Even though my parents told me not to, and I was like, "All right, I'm watching." And then I just see uh, Freddie just kill like oh, chop her head off or the mom's head off, and like just show it to his daughter to her daughter. And I was like, "Yo, I got freaked. I got freaked out." And I what never, did you, What did you do? I never watched it again. I, I, <laughs> no. I, I, didn't, I didn't watch it till like I was like 17. That's how that's how freaked out I was. That sounds like that's... something Schmitty would say. I never watched it again after that. <laughs> Is that Shaka Khan? Hey, did you, uh, Steve? What for you was like the scariest movie? Like where you were like, "Fuck." I'm embarrassed to say it. Do it. But there's only one film that ever got me like a little bit tense or a little bit scared. Only one. Yeah. Those movies didn't scare me. They make you jump in the theater. Right. They didn't fucking yeah. scare me. Right. right. Get in your head. The Ring. The ring got in your head? The ring? That girl climbing out of the TV fucked me up. I don't know mm. what it is about that movie, dog, but that girl climbing out of the TV... Fucked you up. Fucked me up. I was mm. like, dude, for some reason, that was really... What they were playing with there kind of hit... Something. My zone. Right. I don't know why. Right. It's it that. was like, the only animal I'm scared of is a fucking possum. Right. But oh, something about possums. that movie... that possums. Mo- yeah, fuck possum. It, that movie, <laughs> that girl climbing out of the TV. Yeah, fucking the Please. way they filmed it and her like it's just like, dude. It, it's still I, I just got it yeah made me nervous. Dude, yeah. Like, only one film that ever made me nervous or scared was that. Oh, Blue Eyes. Um, not the entire movie, but the section of the movie um, Pet Cemetery when Which they one? show the the. Um, like misformed like sister oh yeah the sick sister and she's all, 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what the fuck? That freaked me out. But I, growing up in the 80s, I loved horror films. Right. Yeah. But that, something about that, I don't know what it was. I, I, I want to just say, I just want to add one thing on. One Go thing ahead. that did scare me when I was young is Carrie. When the mm. hand comes up out of the grave at the end, Right. Got to get, scared the shit out of me. And when she's in the house with her mom, yeah. remember her mom? Remember her mom and Carrie? Her mom was crazy. She goes home and her mom, she, her mom ends up dead, like dying, right. like right in the kitchen. Right. Her mom was like crazy, man. That like that that little shit and Carrie was kind of fucking weird. Right. Sketch me. How what about, about you? you bro? Oh me? I would say it's gonna sound weird. You know. Oh, Yeller. No. <laughs> Elizabeth, Elizabeth Taylor and the drunk. drunk. <laughs> no. uh, the thing, communion. What? Communion? Com- I never saw that. Yeah. Communion. Like going to communion? <laughs> no. I, did, I was the scared bread? as an altar boy. <laughs> I would right, never right, go right, to the right, rectory. Right, right. no. Communion. Yeah. He used to tuck in my shirt for 45 minutes. <laughs> that didn't taste like a wafer. Yeah. All right, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Communion was a movie adaptation of the book about the guy who said that he was visited by aliens. And commun- oh, I remember the cover. I remember the book. I remember the cover had the alien guy on it. Yeah, yeah. And in the yeah. movie, okay, in the I read the book and I saw the movie, and I was actually a little bit older when I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this scene. First of all, it freaks me out that they could that the aliens could abduct him and he couldn't remember. Like that guy, and no. that's what hit me. That he was being carried out at night and he couldn't remember. And then there's this fucking freaky scene, bro, where the alien, he's trying to go to sleep. It's dark. He's trying to go to sleep. And the alien just moves its head like this slightly to look at him. And all you see is that big fucking eye from the back of his shadow come out and look. Bro, that freaked me out. That oh, that God. still kind of gets me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I know it ain't real, but it still gets me. Right. What about you, Brian? What is it? I had to say, I think I remember seeing Psycho and I remember it being like on TV. I remember watching it. I don't remember where I was, but I remember watching it on like a little black and white TV and it's a black and white movie and right. it was fucking nighttime and it was ter- It's terrifying. The shower scene's terrifying, but it, and it is. But the end of the movie where they show that he's had his fucking mother there and she's just a skeleton and she's still got her fucking wig on and she's in the, you know, like they just around that. Yes. I'm like, what Uh, the fuck? I still don't want to see it. Right. All right. Right. Well, do you have any more questions for Brian? Hey, uh, any chance that uh, we can do a crossover show? Absolutely. All right. Let us know. We generally we got all of us here on Saturdays. Okay. So if you pick yeah. one, that might work best for us because we'd like yeah. to come over and see how you do your thing. Yeah. Or maybe we, or maybe we do it one at a time. Oh, or we do it one at a time. You yeah. want to spread it out? We could do we it do, that way too. We do individuals. I love it. I love yeah. that idea. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So listen, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Hey, thank you guys. This was so fun. I um, I actually listened to a couple of your shows last night, and I was like, I'm super stoked to come on. I, I, Which uh, ones did I'm, you listen to? Did you remember? I did listen to the most recent one that you guys have with Sammy B. Yeah. And I really, really wish I could have met his old man. He sounds yeah. like my kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we're what? actually doing. Tell him. Yeah, we're doing a we're gonna do shows called the Polly B Show, and he's not here, but it's gonna be everybody's stories, various right. episodes of their stories of Polly B, which, um, you know, uh, I think is a fantastic idea, right? Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. yeah. 
Um, Steve, uh, what do you got? Well, uh, first off, uh, Thank you, Brian. Yeah. Um, Thank you. And uh, I just wanted to say real quickly, uh, guests, please, you know, um, spread the news, man. Tell yeah. your friends not only about Brian's show, who we've just met. Tell your friends about our show. Right. Help us to grow our podcast. That takes all you listeners that listen devotedly, that we right. love and we love your support. Man, start start tagging people. Start sending it out, man. Help right. us grow. Right. You want bigger guests? You want more topics? You want more of a of hard luck show? Start spreading the word, man. Start tagging people. I want to see people start being tagged in the hard luck show posts. Right. I'm gonna start looking for that. Mm-hmm. Right. Baller lifestyle as well. Tag Baller Brian. lifestyle as well. Listen, mm-hmm. how, hey, how much of a difference is it when we get a guy that can fucking talk? How great is that? Great yeah. guest, bro. By Excellent the way, we're, and, we're, and this job, is one. Man. This is Thank one of guys. many. Please, Brian, know that you can come onto our show and our platform whenever you'd like. We yeah, like you know what? On, when we have different guests, if sometimes if there's a topic you want to sit you'd in be on, great you don't even have to fucking write. You just do your okay. thing. I absolutely it's, will take take you guys up on that. For this sure. has been so fun. Good. Yeah. www.supermaxhardware.com. If you want to stop looking like a fucking pansy and you want to like... A chamook. Right. You want to stop looking like a jabroni. Right. Right. Buy some clothes from supermax.com. Help yourself out. And then uh, a shout out to the Cookies team, Burner and Vibes. Right. Soul Assassin. Right. Estevan Oreo. Mugs. Right. Um, And... uh, Hey, don't forget... Vibes Cookies family. Don't forget we got the Risk uh, competition for all the graffiti artists, the writers that are out there. Um, we're setting it up, but listen, whoever fucking puts the hard luck show blast in the most risky, craziest public place, it can't you be. Gotta goddamn, yeah, you gotta, it's gotta do a piece. Yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah, you can't just. You're gonna get to sit in with us and risk the all-time best rider out there, or one of the best, anyway, right? You're gonna get to go to his compound. That's right. With us, right? Meet him, right? Probably get some cool gifts, right? Get a whole bunch of pointers, get right. your pictures taken with, right? Him, right? Right. So, but what we need, what we're asking, all you writers, all you graffiti artists, all you right. guys, all you so-called, whoever can hit the biggest hard luck piece, right, in the most risky right. spot, right, you got to take the pictures, we got to see it, you right. send it in, and you're gonna win. You you're gonna hey, be part of a big prize. You're gonna you're gonna be real close to winning if you can do a big blast on that Wedbush building downtown in downtown L.A. <laughs> oh right? yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> right. What you got, you man? Uh, Ovando Bone LLP. We wear braids to court. Let the tomahawks fly. Uh, Indian lawyers are the best lawyers, right? Indian lawyers scare other people's fucking lawyers. Indian people are the best people. Listen, we're all the best people. Listen, we're all the best people. Listen, it's a big... Stop being so no, humble, no, dog. Indian big, people are the best people. Listen, it's a big long house. Everybody can come in. I'll comp you at the door for the first hundred bucks on the casino. Yeah. Come on through. Yeah. Play big. You can't you can't win big if you don't play big, motherfucker. Um, also, big shout out to all our super fans. Big shout out to um, Jesus. Instagram Jesus, thank you for all your work. Oh, yeah. Thank right? you, Jesus. Yeah. And, uh, unsung hero. Unsung of, hero of the Hard Luck Show. show. Um, big shout out to uh, Special K. Thank mm-hmm. you for being Gen Z. Great, great, great uh, topic today. You came with it. That was good. School shootings. That was great. Uh, that's all I got. 
I just want to say, we rewind it back a little bit because oh. I, was, I was looking up some facts. Go ahead. The military budget is $721 billion. Think about that. How, up every fuck. Year. How much is the federal budget for education? I'd say about $60 billion. No, that's no, more than that. I'd say about $100 billion. You would be wrong. What is it? It's $55 billion. Unbelievable. $55 billion. So we're... In America. Right. In America. No, there's no, there's no excuse. And there's nobody really threatening us. Every child... Well, China, okay, we, okay, I okay. listen, China, we got to fuck with China. Okay. I, I, I'm not against... But that's an economic war. They don't even have a functioning fucking uh, aircraft carrier. Listen, this is what I'm going to say, Okay. I'm going to say this. The people of China have zero problem with. Zero problem right. with people from China. Right. They okay? love the West. Yeah. Right. But I'm just saying, uh, just like a lot of the guys in our government we don't like, and blah, 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 a lot of guys in the Chinese government, I'm not down with that. I'm not down with a social credit system and all that bullshit they got. By the way, before we clown them, just know we voluntarily enter our information so the CIA and the NSA can fucking... That's right. Right? Okay. That's anyway, right. But... Um, but what I'm saying is, in the United States, motherfucker, there should not be one child that doesn't have a gold ribbon, blue chip, platinum education. You're right. right. You're right. It's right. national and security. And that would change under, everything. Right. Under President Blue Eyes' uh, <laughs> education package. I would swap them. Yeah, we would have $750 billion towards education and a... Fifty-five billion on fucking... That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Listen, and, and thank you for your service to all our soldiers, people. But listen... Absolutely. Uh, old Blue Eyes write in mail ballot in about three and a half years for president. That's right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Who's your VP? Who's going to be your running mate? <sighs> King Salmon? Great. It's a great choice. Poly, All right. Polly Shore. <laughs> He's not doing anything. Yeah, Polly Shore ain't doing anything. <laughs> You're probably going to have a Deshaun Watson problem on your hands if Polly Shore is your fucking VP. <laughs> that's, a right. good, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, that's all I got. All right. That's all I got, too. Special K, what are you plugging? Actually, yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out to my dad. Yeah! yeah. That's what I'm talking today. about. Your dad turned 65 Happy today? Birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Special yeah. L? Special K Senior. Yeah. We'll go with that. K Senior. You'll go with that? K Capital K. K. Capital K. Capital K. Capital K. Yeah. Listen, uh, stop watching his VHS tapes. Okay? <laughs> There's some that you probably should never see. Actually, uh, I'll go into some other episode. What do you mean? Tease, tease the audience. Tease um, the audience. I'm going to teach you how to do a tease what's the audience. Coming? What's coming? Yeah, come on. What's coming in track? Yeah, I've seen some, I haven't seen them, but I've seen some uh, VHS uh, porn tapes like, uh, lying around in the house. Ah. All right. That's a good topic. Nice. All right. Very nice. good. Very good. Mm -hmm. Impulse control. That's all I'm going to tell you. Brian, right. do you have anything right. to plug? Yeah. What are you plugging, Brian? Uh, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast, theballerlifestylepodcast.com. Yeah. You can get podcasts, Trends Lightly also. That's a new show. Get that on Spotify or, you know, iTunes, wherever you get shows. Right. Uh, really stoked you guys have me on. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, what's this dick connoisseur? Where can people send pictures of their phallus? The penis connoisseur. Yeah. Email. Email. The penis expert at yahoo.com. She was there. Your, your dick is only privy to her eyes she will come on and proffer a review on the baller lifestyle podcast she will give you an honest opinion what do of you, your dog. wait does do she you have, have to put a code in there or your name or what do you have to do yeah does it is you don't it, you don't have to tell you can be anonymous you can be you know you could have you could use a an alias right you know okay. at this point we've we've only done a couple reviews so the people that have been reviewed know who they are right but 
if you know if it starts rolling you might want to let her know who you are get an honest opinion she's she's a she's an admitted penis connoisseur she's a great many she loves getting dick pics more than anyone in the world so it's it's a labor of love for her is it true there's a policy against uh freckled dicks or is that a rumor did deshaun watson send in his picture right he's no he's allowed to she has there's no policy against cut uncut any kind of dick she's open to any and all dicks but she uh, like like everyone she has her preferences. Right. Yes. yes. Uh, okay. Any. All right. I'm going to send mine in. You're going to send yours in? Yep. yep. Special yep. care. Are you going to send your dick in? No. I'm uh, sending mine in. Right. The penis expert at yahoo.com. Do it. Tell okay. the truth, Brian. Did you yep. uh, choose a pseudonym and send in a dick pic? <laughs> I did. I didn't. And, but she's hit me up. Yeah. She's like set. She's like called me out on the show. Hey, Beckner, let's see yours. Yeah, doesn't it, your Beckner almost rhymes with Pecker? I mean, it feels right. like natural that you would show her your penis. Yeah, it's just I don't want my audience to have that. Kind, I don't want them to have that on me. Like I'm pretty open and honest on the show. I don't want I don't want them to have one more thing that they can use. Like that guy's got me. a really big dick. I hate him. Right? <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. Well, that would be the pr- yes. Yeah, right. Right. Right I don't want to get clowned about my big cock, so I'm going to keep it in my yes. pants. Right. Yeah. Special K, are you cut or uncut? Just kidding. Don't answer that. All right, here we go. All right. <laughs> All right. Can we end the show yet or what? Yeah, I'm cut, ladies. Yeah, I'm So un- you know, I'm, Lucky's so cut. You know, uh, Chumahan's uncut. Yeah, American Indian, oh, all you natural. You all got natural your, casing. I'm all it's natural. The way, it's the way it should be. Yeah. I'm just cut. Yeah, thank you. But uh, you have your choice here. It's like a smorgasbord. Hey, brother. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Great show. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian. And like we do about this time, adios, amigos, from the Hard Luck Show. 